You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Party on, Raleigh, and party on, Kevin. Hey! Dogs of War! Dogs of War! Podcast! Cleveland Browns! It's the off-season. It's time to talk brown stuff with your excellent co-host, Raleigh. And with him, as always, is equally excellent co-host, Kevin. Browns confirmed, Raleigh. And Browns confirmed, Kevin. Dogs of War! And we are live. You want to bring it in? Ah, uh, now you bring it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. This is Kevin, along with Raleigh. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and when our powers combine, oh, we already introed. That's the Dogs of War podcast. Happy Friday, June fourth. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, we are here. Brought to you by Fansided. No ads this week, Raleigh. So the ads wow. we've been crushing the last few weeks. We don't have any for this episode, so we're good. We're poor again. Yes. <laughs> Special guest, oh, big shit. guest. Wait a sec, dude. It says live. Does it say eight seconds, nine seconds? No, we're on 44 seconds. Yeah, right. I got 44 too. <laughs> wow, a lot of momentum I was building up there and then just got killed. It's all right, though. Big guest. She is the host and founder of Just a Girl from Cleveland podcast. She has the blog, justagirlfromclee.com. One of my favorite Cleveland sports Twitter follows. Miss Abby Mueller. Abby, welcome to the Dogs War Podcast, and thanks for coming on with like 20 minutes notice. Yes. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be here with you guys. Likewise, likewise. So what we always do, we bring guests on. Our listeners know the drill. Love to hear, one, how you got, how you were, were you born into the Cleveland fandom? Were you conned into it? Did you lose a bet? And then number two, talk to us about how you started your blog and podcast. I see you just put out your 50th episode, if my homework is correct. Yep. Um, so, Raleigh, do we have 50 episodes? I think so. But um, That's a we, great somewhere up there. I think we're, we're almost to 100, I think, actually. Um, not that's competition. I just didn't realize. That's a lot of episodes. Um, yes, you do. I mean, that's that's hard to do. That to The consistency and yep. to put out 50 episodes of anything is, is hard. Um, but, yeah, tell us everything. Yeah, so born and raised in Cleveland, I grew up in went to North Royalton schools, born and raised a Cleveland sports fan to my core. My parents' first date was at a Cavs game. Like my dad truly says the reason he married my mom is because she likes sports a lot. Um, which I, it's a respectable answer. I can, I can roll with that, but it, it is in my blood. We, uh, growing up, I sat in the dog pound at Browns games with my dad when he had season tickets. He did get rid of those season tickets for a few of the bad years, um, <laughs> unfortunately, but I can't necessarily blame him. 
so I've, I've just always been a huge fan. And then when it came to starting this podcast, I started it in, I want to say March of 2019. I was one year out of college and I had just moved to a new city. I had moved to Pittsburgh, actually, starting a new oh. job there. Yeah, so that was an interesting experience in itself, too. I am back in Cleveland now, got away uh, from the enemy territory, but I really wanted to find a, an outlet to talk about sports because I think a lot of people experience this when they come out of college, trying to find a passion or something that they're really invested in because the real world hits you fast and you're like, I need something to excite me, you know, every week and every day other than just your full-time corporate job that you're doing. So I started the podcast, like I said, March of 2019, and it's just been a fun outlet, almost a venting session for me to, to talk about our sports teams and get out any feelings I'm having. You're kind of limited on Twitter to certain number of characters. And, you know, Gosh. I've it's before on Twitter too, that there are no nuanced opinions on Twitter. So sometimes it's nice to be able to have a, a podcast to give those nuanced opinions and have a more a grand conversation about things rather than just, you know, a couple of characters on Twitter and, you know, arguments ensue then from those. So that's how I end up here today, still doing the podcast. Like you said, I just hit 50 episodes, which was really exciting. And I'm still having fun doing it. It's, it's hard in the football off season to come up with uh, interesting things to say. So obviously I am a Cavs and Indians fan as well, but when it comes to the Browns, that's the most fun to talk about and the most interesting to talk about. So, yeah, two, that's on today. Two things for those of us that didn't go to college like two years ago. What does nuanced <laughs> What does nuanced mean again? Oh, my wife was just telling me that my vocabulary sucks. Yeah, like, it's, yeah she's it's, right. I, it is like having a more particular uh, a particular yeah, like, a nuance to it. Yeah, like, like more conversations about it, like not just. You know, you make one statement and people take that as like the Bible and they don't want to have like a, a bigger conversation about it. And I think that's the problem Brown's Twitter runs into sometimes. Um, so oh, I think God. talking about things and really like actually talking them through on a podcast is a, a better way to have conversations sometimes. So you did what we didn't we start in 2019? Uh, wait, what's the summer? We're July 2019. It was our first episode, July 2019. So you, it was two, two years. Into this is our th so yeah. we started a podcast. We're jacked up about the super team and Freddie Kitchens. Got, uh, <laughs> then we got Freddie. Uh, yeah, uh, we both started our pod respective podcast for the same thing. Then, like therapeutic, yeah, venting is exactly why we really started it too. Are Amongst you, other things, but are you friends with uh, Gab Gowdy? Um, I've talked to her before. I actually, we lived in Pittsburgh at the same time. So we kind of like exchanged Twitter messages. I've never actually met her, but definitely like familiar with her and her Twitter account. She's great. Yeah. To, uh, She's been on the podcast a few times. Gab, both, both Gabs. Females, Cleveland sports people that lived in Cleveland. Good stuff. Yeah. We talked, yep. we brought this up. You brought up Brown's Twitter. We talked about this on the episode last week briefly. Brown's Twitter was really always just – there was no such thing as Brown's Twitter like up until maybe not even a year ago. Like obviously we were all – Brown's right. fans are on Twitter, but now there's this like daily war and battle amongst <laughs> all these Brown's fans. Just daily there's something new to bitch and moan about and argue. And like I said in the episode last week, Brown's Twitter is a cesspool right now. 
There are so many little cottage industry folks that popped yeah. up out of nowhere, uh, not even a year, you know, a few months ago, and they're out here just posting stuff for clicks and retweets. Didn't care about the Browns till again a few months ago. They, everyone, a lot of people know who I'm talking about. It's not easy to, it's not hard to find these people on Twitter, um, and that's why. And again, this is this is uh, people are always oh, just because they're no, it's, it's males and females I'm talking about here. Uh, right. Let's just get that straight. So, and again, another one of the reasons why I say you're one of my favorite Cleveland sports follows is because your your content. Well, first of all, you make content. A lot of people out here just running their mouths and don't do anything. Number right. two, the takes that the, your tweets and your takes, you could tell. And one more thing: far be it for me to ever try and give someone props or because I would <laughs> unfollow myself on Twitter if I could. I'm horrible at Twitter. Um, it's but true. Your tweets and all your stuff are just genuine and they're intelligent and you're not doing it for clicks and retweets it is my outside opinion on your sports content. Yeah. I mean, obviously we all want retweets and clicks, but right. just give it and you don't seem to care what people think. You don't really come in with any like outrageous, like, you know, takes like let's trade Baker for Aaron Rodgers or anything. Right. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I appreciate that too. Cause I think that's something I've tried to pride myself on is, you know, obviously, like you said, everyone wants clicks and retweets and those things, especially if I'm trying to grow my podcast, I want people directed to my page and I, I would love them to, you know, click and listen and that's all great. But I think if you start going down that road, you're going to get lost really fast and you're going to constantly contradict yourself and you're going to, you know, maybe give people an impression of you that's not actually you. So I really try to stay true to myself, my my thoughts and my opinions, because I think in terms of long-term growth, that's going to help you at the end of the day, rather than just that short-term, you know, maybe get people to quickly follow you right now, but they're Post not going to- selfies and all this, these traps- gonna, stick around and really listen to your content. Like I want people to follow me, like you said, cause they, they like what I'm posting. They're interested in, you know, either listening to my podcast or reading any of my blog posts or any of those things. I want that long-term listener or reader rather than just that, that short-term one. So I don't have as big of a following as some other people do, but I figure in the long run, it'll pay off and I get to still stay true to myself in, in doing that. You hear that, kids? Fly your flag and see who salutes. <laughs> and that's what people ask. They say, how do you start a successful podcast? And not that Raleigh and I can, can answer that yet. Yeah, we got but, advertisers. Great. But, not, not currently. We're pouring it. <laughs> not, not, not yet this month. Well, next episode probably. But consistency. I, that's all I tell people is you're not going to go viral from one episode. Well, you can, but you're not going to take off because of one episode. Right. Absolutely. Unless you're built into a bigger, you know, it's different if you're, you know, working for a bigger network or whatnot, you're just, they're all right. built in, but consistency is keep putting out content and some of these other, and again, I'm not trying to put any of us on some pedestal over anyone else in the fan base. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying, well, Twitter used to be just, we would all just try to one up on who could say the most miserable thing about our Browns lives, <laughs> or we got this new team, new franchise. Right. I, I say it because I truly believe that's what happened here. Right. But you got these folks coming out of the clouds thinking that, you know, they're on the top of the mountain. And I, I pay no mind or attention to people coming out here who are now trying to hop on this bandwagon now. Like you could do like what a lot of other people have done and make podcasts or blogs before the team got good, before we had any of these big name players. So anyway, that's my that's my two cents that no one cares about. Probably I just skipped over <laughs> my voice. But let's hop into 
some brown, brown stuff, stuff, shall we? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you guys. And I, I, I love OBJ's videos, especially the one he posted a few days ago. My God in heaven. They were all the, all the people were saying on TV, ESPN, all the blogs and Twitter heads, like, well, you know, he's been running. They're showing us videos of him running, or he's posting videos of him lifting and running, but he's not making any cuts. He's not running any routes. And then so you could clearly tell OBJ heard that and goes, all right, hold oh, yeah. my beer. Excuse me, hold my Gatorade, or pot, whatever they use science to, whatever. And he released that video. If you haven't seen it, look on his Instagram or Twitter. Uh, he's doing way more than cuts. Uh, my knees hurt just watching him do what he was doing. And clearly, uh, if he's not there yet, he's pretty damn close to 100%. Uh, Abby, I, I think I saw you tweeting about it. Your thoughts, your yeah. take. I mean, kind of like you just said, he looks incredible, not only in just great shape, but his speed and agility kind of seem back to where it was pre-injury. And I think that's what we were all hoping for if he was going to have that same type of explosiveness. And I know it's obviously just a video and, you know, that correlates differently once you put him on a, on the actual field with our team and into this coming season. But uh, from an outside perspective, that's about as good as you could want him to look coming off of this injury. That really wasn't that long ago when you think about it, the amount of time it's been. Um, he's recovered pretty well so far. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I know there's some people kind of down on him um, in general, just from a some people have their opinions of a locker room perspective with him. I think he's pro- probably not as bad as people make it seem sometimes. I I think he'll mesh better with Baker than he did in the first half of last season uh, because he'll be able to get more comfortable in this offense and Baker will be more comfortable in this offense. So I'm pumped. I'm ready for him to be back. Do you guys recall, uh, it was actually, it was like a preseason game against the Browns. I think it was preseason, like 2018, um, maybe 2017, where we put him out for the season. Was that ACL as well? It wasn't. Oh, you have any idea? Was it? Was it a calf? I think it was it, a calf. It might have been calf. That yeah, I don't think it was ACL, but it wasn't ACL. It, no, it was his first ACL. Yeah, uh, yeah I just maybe a strain. Can... I don't know. Nothing was torn, but I think it was either calf or something strained. I forget. Good question, though. Yeah, it being on the 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 whole team. I truly hope, big knock on wood, it's just going to pay dividends to have, one, a competent uh, franchise uh, head coach, front office, but two, being able to practice with the same crew, the same coaches the second time in a year or the second time in a row. Like, we've never done that. Yeah, especially uh, from the quarterback perspective. Like, you want your quarterback to be comfortable in that offense, and it – does a lot of good for Baker that he's had for the first time in his his professional career uh, going into this year a second time with this same offense, um, and I think that'll just be able to make things better for every receiver and you know every weapon that we have because they'll all be more comfortable. Not even just the quarter. I mean, yeah, to your point, quarterback absolutely. But people have this vision that. I don't know, a running back or a lineman, they just have to memorize a couple of plays. Like these guys, they all get stacks on stacks of books full of plays that they have to read, cadences, everything. It's a phone book, it's a yellow pages. And it's like just having the same one two years in a row, that's huge. Not having to start from scratch again. But 
I'm pretty excited. Should we yes. switch into the OTAs themselves? There's been uh, real quick controversy uh, here that has been boiling Kevin's blood. He wants to rant. He hasn't ranted in a while. First <laughs> off, we're on video for the listeners. Uh, I have. I just got back from the gym. Humble brag. I didn't realize how <laughs> horrific I do look right now. I'm not. I am in, in shambles right now. Uh, feel good though. But just throwing that out there, just so you guys are aware. <laughs> okay. I told Raleigh, I just, this might turn into a rant. I don't know where it's about to go, but I want to talk about OTAs. This week, we have roughly, I think it was reported, 50 defensive players in Berea going through walkthroughs, like two or three days of practice. Denzel is there. Miles Garrett is there. Stefanski is being real tight-lipped on what they actually agreed to in terms of the off-season program. Mandatory camp is next week. The whole team will be there in two weeks. The whole camp, team will be there, obviously, for that. Right now, it's just a defense. Next week, there's four days of practice as well. OTAs. Guys, optional. Let's forget. Remember that word, optional. I guess the one thing I was surprised at is that Jadavian Clowney is not there this week. Uh, you know, seeing that Miles and Warder there, you know, the two biggest names, returning names on the team, the defensive side of the ball, I mean. So they're out there trying to set the tone, which I love. Here's where this rant now comes into play. The media, Twitter, Writers, guys, girls, people, it's June 3rd right now we're recording this. People are obsessing over why it's it's optional, but they're paid millions of dollars. They should be there. Why isn't Baker there? Why isn't Odell there? Why isn't this and that? Guys, we had none of this last summer, and we won a playoff game, okay? This isn't like what I'm trying to get to here is Y'all need to relax and stop worrying about who is in Berea at the beginning of June for padless walkthroughs. Yes, I agree. A few days, you know, here and there in the offseason just to get that chemistry, just be comfortable with each other, just hang out, even if you're not doing football stuff, huge. I'm all for it. But people who are treating this like, you know, it's December and guys are skipping practice is blowing my mind. On a positive note, uh, apparently JOK is looking good, and he – took to Twitter uh, asking for some uh, nickname feedback, and he's looking at the Joker, J-O-K-E-R. Like, like that. that could be – I don't know if that's – it's like – it's tough to give yourself – I feel like he should have come on the podcast and let us give him the nickname, and we would have fielded it. Um, Open invite. Man, we've been, I've been tweeting that. Let's go. Joke. I mean, maybe that – I can't tell if I like it or not. Is it cringe or is it awesome? It's one of the two. I kind of like it. I don't know. I, I guess it'll depend on how the season goes, too. Giving yeah, you yourself got- a name is like a big thing to do, so you got to really step up and uh, play well to do that. Oh, to those of you still listening, put a sick, <laughs> Hi, review, put a sick review in the, uh, what do you call it, the iTunes podcast reviews, the Apple reviews where you can leave a review. Make it five-star, damn you. And put up what you think should be a sick J-O-K nickname. And after that, go over to just a girl from Cleveland do the same thing. What I what I wanted to put a bow on and what I was trying to say earlier, but just got a little too carried away. This is – I didn't play football. I played hockey. But, guys, this is not like in high school when you go for two-a-days, your first practice in August, and haven't done one physical activity since your last game 10 months ago. These are professional athletes. All they do is train if they have to, okay? That's the name of the game here. It doesn't matter if they're standing in Berea or not in shorts and a t-shirt going through walkthroughs. 
All I'm saying is, yeah, I'm. they're going to have a few days and a couple weeks, the whole team's together. That's great. All these guys are still logging out of the Zoom sessions. They're still talking. They're still – people are just making too big of a deal out of OTAs. That's the end of that rant. Just have some faith in Stefanski yeah. and the rest of the front office knowing what they're doing because I think that's they know what, what they're I, doing. Yeah, that's what I feel about it too. If Kevin Stefanski – is okay with it. And he's having those conversations behind the scenes. It's not like he's unaware that this is happening. I'm sure he's been talking to them. If he's fine with it and they're working through whatever, you know, issues there are or anything, if there are any issues, then we're good. We, we can be fine with it. It's not like this is 2019 when you're coming in with Freddie kitchens and OBJ misses OTAs and everyone's like, Oh, this is not a good sign. Totally different time than where we are now in in 2021. Talk yeah. to him, Abby. Talk to him. It kind of <laughs> sucks. Uh, well, it doesn't suck, but when you make internet memes, Brown specific team friendly memes, <laughs> and there is just no controversy. It's like sometimes you make something uh, pertaining to the controversy. You're like, oh well, somebody's going to do it, and you do it. This is like I haven't posted. A thing in like a week. Like I have no I, idea what not, to talk about. Little surprise that you're in activity lately. I've been golfing <laughs> a lot. I'm uh, getting new clubs, getting fitted this weekend. Um, shot an 89 on Sunday, and uh, yeah, I'm sick of golf again, Kevin. How'd you do on the back? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Now, uh, Stefanski. Speaking of uh, that chiseled jaw, one his press conference yesterday was hilarious. I watch all the press conferences because I have no life. But he is so – he's he's a, a, the new, like, Belichick when it comes to how he's talking to the media. Now, wait, wait. Belichick's on an island of his own when it comes to that. He's not there yet. But I love watching – I would love – of course, I'd love if he would actually give, you know, the, the answers to questions. But he's not going to, and he shouldn't have to. He – you could tell he just gets the media so angry because – he doesn't tell. He doesn't answer the questions, or he answers them so masterfully. He's a politician, and he's the best at it. And he does. He just. He doesn't. He keeps everything close to the chest. Him and AB, and that's why we keep saying over and over again. It's so nice to finally have a competent adult organization for the first time in our lives. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, next topic. Sorry. Little, go ahead. Uh, sorry. He always has that little smirk on his face too when he knows yep. he's. Getting- an answer that's going to frustrate everyone and he knows he could give more but he's not going to he always has that little smile and you're like okay i get you kevin i know what you're doing i am always so impressed and obviously you talk to these people several times a week you're going to learn all their names but i still appreciate that he acknowledges every reporter by their name yeah every time someone asks a question he answers back using their first name i think that's awesome yeah so speaking of which during his press conference yesterday, great segue by me on the next topic, he announced that Miles Garrett's pickup basketball career has ended. He has officially retired. Anyone <laughs> not living under a rock or the 480 bridge have seen Miles' videos on Instagram or Twitter the past several months of him just making kids look like fools in the gym on the court with his runs. He was doing the dunks. He would look like an. I mean, he would look like a professional basketball player. Um, because he's cats could use him. <laughs> oh, no doubt. So, anyway, your thoughts, Abby? Uh, rest in peace to Miles' pickup career. Um, and I think it's pretty obvious that the Browns told him, uh, you need to stop doing this. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's understandable. You don't want any unnecessary injuries coming from his basketball play. But it was fun to see those clips throughout the last few months show up. It actually kind of um, reminded me a little of the one um, NBA season when there was like some type of player lockout type strike thing and LeBron was like touting that he was going to go play football for a bit and you just like picture someone who plays one sport so well switching to another sport it kind of makes you wonder if they would have ever made that different choice what their their life would have looked like you know I think that with LeBron sometimes with uh football what he would have looked like uh but you know you never know what Miles Garrett could have done if he would have played basketball he he looked impressive (laughs) I I bet he could have I mean, I can't say that with certainty, but right. <laughs> I mean, when you're at peak athlete, like you're a gigantic dude that can move, you're fast, you can cut like that. Yeah, that probably translates to basketball. I'm kind of thankful that uh, Kevin put the kibosh on the basketball career yes. because like, please, sir, who knows what can happen on a 360 dunk that you <laughs> Can't See, that, that's exactly it. Is it got to a point far? Be, I'm not, I'm not the, the the fun police here, and I love watching those videos. Stepanski's the fun police. He does it for us. The that's fine. He's yeah. Everything. That's fine. That's true. He know. Yeah, he's fine. Good cop, bad cop. But it was going to point. Some of those dunks Miles was posting, like yeah, like the 360. The I was like, oh, this is getting a little too, little too much for our one of the best players in the world to be doing in another sport right now. So yeah, a reporter asked Stefanski yesterday about Miles' basketball career. Stefanski said he's retired, and that's all he was going to say. So it was very clear that the Browns also caught on to and saw the videos and were like, yeah, uh, we're, we're done with that. So maybe play play horse. No more dunking. Abby, kind of a fun uh, trivia answer to your, when you were talking about if guys would have played the other sport, who knows what would have happened. Look up, and this goes to all of you listening, look up Allen Iverson football, like on oh. Google or whatever. The clips of him in high school are. What position did he play in high school? Quarterback. He was oh, insane. He, uh, he he said it was the sport he was better at. I don't know why. Like his mom made him play basketball or something like that. Um, <laughs> something Safety like that. <laughs> um, but the highlights are unreal. I'm like, yeah, he could have been uh, something special. Wow. That's fascinating. I mean, he's quite the athlete, so I could definitely see that being true. But yeah, I wonder, I feel like from a parent perspective, she was probably like the concussions in football. I'm not letting you keep playing this basketball. It is just in terms of life and how you're going to live that beyond football. Football is going to look very different in a few years. I don't know where were the contracts, the NBA contracts as absurd back then when he played. Not bad. I doubt, well, I, no, because I remember, actually, I don't want to bring up that scumbag. It was about a former Browns player who is now going to go to jail for a long time. But I was thinking about when he got in an accident, and that's when I remember hearing about it back then, is a lot of these contracts, I mean, obviously it can be whatever the team wants to put in it, and if the guy signs it, it's it. Like, you can't, like, jet ski. You can't ride motorcycles. You can't do, like, anything like that or, you know, yeah. whatever. But I get you, you get what I'm saying. Um, last topic I wanted to address today I don't want to. I don't want to mention the name of the writer. I don't want to mention the outlet, the media outlet that it came out of. We have to, and I, I hate to do it, but we have to do it to address the top 100 player list that came out this week in the <laughs> NFL. I, I'm not going to say anything bad about the writer. 
what he did, he that's between him and his God, what, what he did with that top 100. There's so many things wrong with it. And let, let's take Brown's fandom aside. Let's just go in as a football player. No, let's go in as just a human being. Baker's not even on the list. He's one of the what? The, the last handful of quarterbacks standing last year. He had a top five second half of the season. Not even on the list. Chubb is so far down the list. Miles is – oh, Miles, I think it was okay. I forget exactly where he was. Uh, they didn't give much love to Teller. Denzel Ward. Teller yeah. is – Teller is behind, uh, like Joe Burrow. He's like ninety fifth, best the best guard in the NFL. So that's the thing. Like when you have the best guard, the number one lineman in the league, as your bottom ninety something on your top one hundred list, it doesn't. That's not Browns fandom. That is when it comes yeah. out. Just that. That is absurd. It, if it was, if it was another, if why I played for another team, I'd say the same thing. Any of your takes on that? I'm kind of uh, pleased with it, just because. There, so you know, it, one, it's better content when the hosts disagree with each other. But two, I'm like those lists—they mean less than nothing. And quite frankly, I, I do believe that the majority of NFL players read those lists. And a bunch of our guys got snubbed. Sick. Light a fire under their asses. Make them try to prove a point. I like it because when you list Baker at 15 or not that he's 50, whatever. It's like, well, it doesn't put wins on the board. Um, So let's see, uh, to quote Mary Kay, are you going to be a mad baker or a happy baker? And then he said something like, uh, no, I was going to use this as, I butchered it, but whatever. (laughs) We all Uh, that. Before before Abby jumps in, I want to say, when we were messaging back and forth, Abby and I earlier, we were talking about what topics we're going to address tonight. I said, I'll probably rant about how people need to relax with who's in Bria this week and who's not. Raleigh will then probably disagree with me, rinse and repeat. <laughs> so, yes, you are correct. And, what, and host disagreeing is what, what puts asses in the seats. Abby, yeah. top 100 list. I saw you tweet or write about it too, I think. Yeah. So, with the obviously the one that caused the most conversation was Baker. I do think Nick Chubb was definitely low on there. I know he shared a lot of snaps with Kareem, but he was incredible. And I just don't think you can have him that low on the list. I think with Baker, Of course, I think he's better. He had a similar QBR last season to Tom Brady. I mean, he he should not be that low uh, on the list. But at the same time, he's not on the list. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. But he he was in the little like written after. It was like close following. Um, And I think with that, Baker. The one thing we know about Baker is that he does the best when people are doubting him. That's been his entire collegiate career. Was that loves it. it. We, we saw in 2019 when people acted like the Browns were going to win the Super Bowl, he didn't play as well. And that was for a lot of reasons that you can't only attribute it to that. But I think he likes when people are doubting him and he likes when people don't think he's going to succeed and he wants to prove people wrong. So I almost think it's best case scenario for people like that writer to be talking about the Browns in a way that's not like, Hey, they're going to win the Super Bowl because I don't want the unnecessary pressure uh, coming into this season. I want expectations to be managed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to start making what you said about Baker spot on. I'm just going to start making lists of like ranking guys, yes. snubbing <laughs> Baker, tagging him oh, in it. And then he, he just should. gets like, he just gets mad. And <laughs> then he like to spite us, Wins like back to back Super Bowls. 
Jeez. We could just bribe different writers to like move him down on the list. Like, you know, just write different ESPN writers and say, Hey, can you put Baker a little lower just for motivation? Yeah. And like, put- so now we can, we can announce this. Baker's not listening to this, but his in-laws and his parents listen. We could tell them, uh, so oh, when you guys see us making these lists, they're not, they're not real. Let's just, we'll tell his parents know that now. Yeah. It's Disclaimer. all for, all for motivation. It's we're, just, we're, a strategic we're, just trying, <laughs> we're just trying to trick your son-in-law into back-to-back Super Bowls. <laughs> doing it out of love for the yes. team and for him. <laughs> One more, this is non Browns, but before we, we sign off here for the week, Abby, your Twitter bio somewhere, I think you proclaim to be the biggest LeBron James fan on the planet. Yes. What are your predictions for game six against Phoenix tonight? LeBron's maybe I, first ever first round elimination game. Yeah, I don't think the Lakers are going to win. I mean, I watched the first half of last game and had to turn it off because it was just absolutely atrocious. No one wanted to shoot the ball. LeBron only had seven points in the first half. He ended up with 24, which was leading the team, but he he was the only one who could play. Anthony Davis sitting there injured, looking so mad at at the team for what they were doing. And I just don't see them being able to to turn it around tonight. I mean, who knows? They could prove me wrong, but I uh, it was pathetic last game watching. What we're either tonight, it's either going to be another blowout like it was, or it's going to be one of those LeBron all-world career performances. There's no middle ground. I agree. I when he just stormed off with like five minutes left, it gave yeah. me PTSD of the last game before the first. They left the first time in Boston. Yep. Oh so, yeah. Tore his jersey off. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I did feel a little better about like the 07 finals team though, because I don't think we ever had a game where their backcourt didn't score no. a single point. KCP no. and uh, what's wrong with me? Point guard. They combined for zero points. That's your starting oh, backcourt. Uh, yeah, there were like a lot of gu- there were a lot of guys that had like three points. Like Schroeder, was- Dennis Schroeder. Oh, sure. yep. He yeah, he sucked. Like, look, I. I might be as athletic as a cow, but I would maybe get one point, at least a free throw, as a pro professional NBA player. But anyway, like we don't want to get season? too crossover in a game. <laughs> a playoff game, starting backcourt with LeBron James, I'm getting an easy dish somewhere. I'm getting a dime. I'm throwing. I'm just chucking the whole game. Don't even look at me. It's real. Look, <laughs> well, I think that's everything we – yes, it is. Um, oh, one more thing I do want to talk about. Oh, God more damn of an it. announcement. No, just an announcement, really, uh, a statement. Right. Today, the Indians came out and said they have over a 1,000 names that they generated in terms of the names that will replace the Indians in a year or two. I just want to say that I need everyone here, because everyone, we're all Indians fans too. Cleveland, we're all fans of the same team. I need you guys to just talk, just accept the fact it's going to be an epic failure and disaster. <laughs> Maybe 10%, 5% of people are going to like the name. We're all going to hate the name. We're going to call them the tribe forever. They're going to keep the C. That's all that matters. Do not get your hopes up for this name. It is very clear that Dolan is going to just do something stupid per usual. That's all I have to say. Abby, will you please do us the honor of plugging your podcast and Twitter? I also have it in the episode description. And what's yeah, up? absolutely. So my podcast is called Just a Girl from Cleveland. You can obviously just find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, everywhere. Um, the website I have all of my blogs on is just a girl from Um, 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Abby underscore Mueller underscore. I just give all of my random thoughts that come to come to my head throughout the day on everything happening in, in Cleveland sports. Um, and yeah, that's it. And that blog, I mean, you do like mock drafts. Like you go deep into these. You're not just putting up yeah. fluff pieces. Yeah, I did some, I, I do a mock draft usually. And then last season, I kind of throughout the season posted my weekly predictions across the NFL um, on what was going to happen just to also test my accuracy and seeing what was going to happen. So, you know, the last year it worked well because the Browns had a lot of wins and I always try to pick the Browns to win if I think they have a legitimate shot. So we'll see how it goes this season. <laughs> we have our superstition with that in our predictions every week on the episode, Raleigh predicts like an 80 point blowout every week. So you keep doing that. We'll keep doing that. Yes. <laughs> but Abby, thank you so much again for coming on. Truly appreciate it. Raleigh, any closing thoughts? No, no, that's uh good night, Cleveland. Everyone awesome. have a great Bye. weekend. We'll see you next time. Good night, Cleveland.